0: Hello, and welcome to The Shift Zone. I'm your host, Thal Dorsey. This podcast provides tips and tools to help you shift your mindset and shift your actions to both activate and step into your zones of personal and professional success. Hello, and welcome to The Shift Zone. Today, we have joining us Dr. Natasha Simon Christie. Hey, Natasha.
1: How you doing?
0: All right. So before we start, I have one question for you and it's something that I ask all of my guests. Are you ready to step into the zone?
1: Absolutely.
0: Okay. Okay. So Natasha, of course, all of your marvelous information is in the show notes, but I want you to tell the audience a little bit about Dr. Natasha Simon Christie.
1: Okay. So I am a wife and mother of two children inside the house. I am a blended family. So I have two outside. I call myself a power strategist because I help women over 40 transition into their nursing careers.
0: Okay. So Natasha, I wanted you on the podcast because I know that you've done something similar to what I've done in my career. You know, you and I both are two professional licensed individuals. I'm a lawyer. You're a nurse anesthesiologist. Uh And we have both added coaching and consulting to what we already do. And I want to talk about that because I have a book coming out called The Shift Zone, And in that book, I talk about how it's important to make that shift into something that's fulfilling for you. And I know that I had gotten to a point in my career where I was sitting around, I was doing well. I was probably doing as best as I had ever done. But I had gotten to a point where even though I was at the top of my game, I started feeling like something was missing for me. So I want you to talk about What actually caused you to make that addition to your career and add the coaching and consulting?
1: So here's what happens. You have these goals in your life. And as you check the boxes on those goals, you presume or I presume that the joy would come every time I check the box. And it did until I reached just like you. I got to a point where. I could do this job, this anesthesia job with my eyes closed. And I realized that I still had some things that I wanted to do. And I will tell people that power strategists, coaching and consulting came to me. I didn't go to it. I would sit there at work, minding my own business, and women would come to me and they would say, Natasha, what do you think about this? And I would say, okay, why why aren't you doing that? And they would give me a whole laundry list of things. And I would say, okay, well, put all that stuff away. If it's something that you really want to do, I'll work with you to see if we can get you where you want to go. I did this in a position that I stayed at for about seven to eight years. I transitioned women, a good 20 of them, into something else that they wanted to do. So I did that for a long time without the title until I realized this is why I'm coming to work. I'm coming to work to find the women to see where they are in their process. I'm not coming to work to do the work that they're actually paying me for because that's not exciting enough to me anymore. And that's how this happened. Literally, it was I'm excited to go to work cuz I want to find out if, you know, she got that interview. I want to find out if she got into that program. I want to catch up with these women who I've empowered. And that kept me going to, you know, a job that I really wasn't enjoying as much as I should have been. And for the life of me, it took me a long time to realize, why was I still there? I was still there because I was doing different work while I was there.
0: And, you know, I've been in that position too, where you're going to work, you're going there day in and day out, you're doing the things that you can do with your eyes closed and you still feel a little bit out of place. Because let's just be realistic about it. When you get in these careers and you've invested your time and your money and you've gone to school and you've built a career, the last thing you want to think about is doing something else because you feel like you should be focusing on the career path that you've chosen. So explain to the listeners, what did you have to do mentally to shift yourself into a position where you are able to accept that extra calling on your life.
1: I had to have a deep conversation with God. And when I say that, it's because that wasn't the first time I thought about that. I thought about that probably every two to three years. When something would happen, I would say, is this really the best that I can do? Isn't there something more that I could give? And what would happen was I would be surrounded by people who were so excited for me to be doing anesthesia who are so proud of me, you know, as a black woman giving anesthesia, where everyone else is looking at you thinking, oh my gosh, I really want to be her. will keep you doing something that really doesn't give you as much joy. Does that make sense? That other women are looking at me saying, oh my gosh, you've obtained so much. Your parents must be so proud. Your grandmother must be proud. Look at all this stuff. You know, you've got the, you've got the family, you've got the kids, everything like that. And so you say, yeah, thank you. And you don't know who to tell that really it's not all that I thought it was going to be. Because then you're being a little ungrateful, right?
0: Right. And you know what? It seems like you trap yourself in a box. You put yourself in a box and you say, I can only do this. Because you feel like this is the thing that you chose and this is the thing that you're stuck in. And Here's what I tell people because here's what I asked myself. I said, when God created you, did he make a decision at that point? Or are you certain that he made a decision at that point that being an attorney and trying cases and going to court and serving clients in a legal capacity is the only thing that you were put on this earth to do? Are you certain that God made that decision for you? because we can't say that you know but it's like we put ourselves in a box where where because of the things that we've accomplished or how it may look to other people or the fear of stepping out on faith and doing this other thing we put ourselves in a box where we just feel like this is it
1: absolutely i had such difficult transitions every time i had a baby because I would be in these mom groups and I would want to talk about other things. They would be like, You're a mom now. I heard that phrase, You're a mom now, um, to the point where I started repeating it to myself. And so instead of looking at all the other things that I was passionate about, I put all of my extra effort into my children. And I hid in my children. And I can admit that there are plenty of moms who do this. And it looks like, Oh, you're doing the best you can do for your kids. No, you're hiding behind the things that you have to do for your family as an excuse to not step out on the things that you really want to do. And I had to call myself out on it and say, wait a second here. I didn't go through all of these things to just be a mom. I love my children, but that title of mother cannot define me. I love my husband, but that title cannot define me.
0: Yes. You're you're more than that. And even though you've shifted into the consulting space and the coaching space and you've added something, I don't want to say different, because you were already doing it. The only thing different now is that you're getting paid for it. That's it. But even though you've shifted into that, you're still great at your job. You're still doing that job. You still work and you still serve patients, even though... I have added coaching and consulting to my list of things that I'm great at. I'm still a great attorney. And you know what I've I've noticed? You feel better. You feel better in your profession because you are now fulfilling your life and doing other things. But I felt trapped when I was only trying to be a lawyer. I felt trapped.
1: That is, that's the crux because- It's almost like you're needing a break. You know, you think working, 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 working is going to get you where you need to go, but actually that's not it. It's work, it's rest, right? It's meditation, it's exercise. It's a whole gamut of things. Once you start to put that circle together, then you're like, wow, I feel so much better than I was before just working, working, working. I love providing anesthesia. I find joy in it now because I have other avenues that I'm expressing in my life. It's not just a one and done. This is all that I can do because that's so limiting, you know, for the next 20, 30, 50 years, this is all I'm ever going to do. Goodness gracious.
0: And you're the only person who made that decision. No one else made that decision. We, We think it's other people. We think it's life. We think it's kids. We think it's responsibilities. But when it boils down to the main source, it's you. And the limitations that you've placed on you. And you're suffering because you are afraid to get out of a box that you put yourself in because you are limiting yourself. And one of the things I know that kind of got me out of that situation was I started listening to life because I am a firm believer that life speaks to you and it's up to you as to whether you decide to listen to it. Because at that point in my life, that pivotal point where I felt trapped, I felt a little all over the place, a little lost, a little out of place. Life had spoken to me before, just like you said. It had spoken to me before, and I started getting the urge and the desire to do other things and add things that I was connected to, just like practicing law. But at the time, I didn't listen. You can get so much other noise in your life that you can't hear your own voice. You can't hear life speaking to you. And so you just drown yourself out and then you feel overwhelmed and you feel out of place. That, that's the best way to explain it. And you feel like something is wrong and you can't put your finger on that. It's really important to understand that life changes, Like we're not meant to be the same our entire life.
1: It is so interesting. I was having a conversation earlier and I told someone, I said, you know, it's very interesting when you're looking at children, we say, oh, they're just going through a phase. We can see children going through phases. We can't see ourselves going through phases. We go through phases as adults. It doesn't just stop all of a sudden when you turn 21, we go through phases. I can look at my life now and see, what phases I was in at certain points, right right now, I call myself being in the discovery phase because i 'm no longer afraid. I want to see what else life has for me. you know I know what I can do i don 't know all that I can do there's plenty more that I want to discover. It takes a long time to get to that because I had to quiet the outside noises, and there's a lot of outside noise and You know, when God has in his mind a plan for you and you don't listen, he makes you uncomfortable in where you are to the point where you have no choice but to listen. And that's what happened to me. I got uncomfortable. It was like, this is like, I I cannot spend another day the way I'm living. Right. I just can't do, I've got to do something else. I just can't do this anymore. And all of a sudden you start doing it and you find out that nobody was holding you back. It was you the
0: whole time. I'm just going to say, I've never been swayed a lot by other people's perception, but we're all human. And at some point you do start thinking, well, what is this going to look like? And I think that once you do that thing that you've always wanted to do, you find out that people welcome it because it's the real you. It's the authentic version of you. It's that gift that you've always had that people have been waiting for. And you also find out that you are not alone. You think you're on an island by yourself. you having these thoughts of feeling like you're not completely walking in your purpose and you don't want to say anything about it and you don't want anybody to know. And the minute you open your mouth and you speak, you realize that you have an entire tribe who feels exactly like you do. And then you feel that sense of freedom and other people seeing you walk in your purpose and do the things that you're supposed to do in this life actually provides a sense of freedom for other people.
1: Absolutely. It becomes an inspiration. As soon as you become your authentic true self and you start speaking your truth, so many other people are like, oh, my gosh, that's me. I can resonate with that. I thought it was just me. I thought I was the only one. And all of a sudden you have a community that you can work with. It's it's lonely when you're sitting there trying to figure out what you've done wrong and you don't know who to speak out to about it. It's, it's like this big old bad secret that you're keeping to yourself. And you're just like, I don't know how much longer I can take this. And I wasn't ready in my twenties or thirties. I'm ready now. So I do it now.
0: Right sometimes you're just not. I wasn't ready in my 30s. I wasn't ready in my first five years of law practice, but I'm ready now. And you know, this conversation is not just meant for people that's looking to add different things to their career or to their um, businesses to start other business ventures. This is for people who just want to switch careers as well. Because I know as a woman, we feel Responsible for so many things, but we overlook our responsibility to make sure that that we're trying to be the best version of ourselves because when we are happy and we're fulfilled, that makes us better in other areas. Absolutely. Because I know a lot of people that don't like their careers, they've done things, they've invested in years of school and training, and they have certifications and degrees on top of degrees, but they're not happy. And you have some people that want to make a career change as a whole. Me, I love being a lawyer. You, you love being a nurse anesthesiologist. And even though we've added other things to our mix, we're, we're still passionate about what we do. But some people just don't feel like that. And they are trapping themselves in careers that were never meant for them. Never.
1: Generally speaking, they will tell you in your life or in your career, you have to have proficiencies, things that you know how to do you know, something that's going to make you some money. So profit. And then you have to have passion. Right. And so when you have proficiencies with profit and no passion, you become bored. Extremely. You just extremely bored. And you're thinking, this is my life. Like there is not a redo. I don't get yesterday back. How can I keep living in this kind of sleep state? When am I going to wake up? When am I going to wake up and actually take hold of my life with all that it entails? When am I going to make the shift? You know, when am I going to transition? Right. Because nobody's going to do that for me. That is all me.
0: And you know, when you don't sit down and ask yourself those questions and create space to think, and really just have a deep conversation with yourself, what do you do Is you start filling your life with other things, trying to fill that void? For me, the void filler was work excessively. Even though at the time I wasn't completely happy with just practicing law all day, every day. The over-exhaustion is what I call it, quickly turns into overwhelm, and then you're burned out.
1: That's how
0: it happens. And you're not good at anything that you do because you're so burned out and you haven't given yourself space to think and really just focus on your vision and figure out what it is that makes you happy. You just get to a point where you're just like I always say, because this was me. Life was living you or life is living you at that point and you're not living life.
1: Absolutely. That's that's all it is. You can hide behind work, you can hide behind food, you can hide behind exercise, you hide behind your family, hide behind the kids. You you can find so many places to hide in your life when you don't want to face the truth. Because the truth is hard. All right? When you realize that, oh my gosh, I'm mid 40s and I feel a void, that's almost rock bottom. Right? It really is like it's a it's a complete breakdown of everything And every story you told yourself, every barrier you put up, every boundary that you put up to avoid having this conversation with yourself, all of those things have to come crumbling down before you can start anything. And that's painful.
0: It's rock bottom, yes, but I always view rock bottom as a stepping stone. When you hit rock bottom and you're at the bottom, you are now able to lay a foundation for a new life absolutely. because at the end of the day, if you are in a career, you're on your job, you're doing something that's not fulfilling. If you stay in that, the only person that's going to suffer at the end is you. And like you said, in a conversation that we were having earlier, are you really going not achieve those goals just because you feel like you owe this profession something or you've paid all of these student loans, or you have this degree from this prestigious university. Are you really going to be that person who looks back and and say, I didn't do it?
1: Because I was too afraid of what I might think, or what somebody else might perceive, or just the guilt, the guilt associated with, I mean, like, I, I like what I do, but it's not enough to fulfill me. How can one thing? fulfill a human being, just one thing. I would spend 60 years doing one thing. And Now, if I say it out loud, I'm like, that sounds absurd. Surely I have other interests, other passions, you know, and it might change. I'm open to the whole discovery phase. It may change. It may be what I want to do now. I may very well outgrow it and want to do something else.
0: Right. And what's wrong with expanding? Exactly. There's no problem with expanding. Who created these rules that we cannot expand? No one. But it's out there and it's a real issue. At this point in my life, I don't understand why I had so much shame about wanting to show this different side of me, this side of me that's doing this podcast, the side of me that loves coaching and consulting, the side of me that loves to help people to feel their dreams. Where did that shame come from? Somewhere. It comes from somewhere.
1: We're not born with it. We take things that other people have said. We take our experiences and then we shape what we think will happen. And we can't predict the future very well. (laughs) So in us trying to figure out based on these past experiences, what's going to happen in the future, we come up with shame and guilt for wanting to be your true self. It's not clear, it doesn't really make much sense, and as soon as you let go of those expectations, there's a weight that's lifted off your shoulder as you forge your new path. You are lighter. You are you're like a breath of fresh air. You are different. People who are around you feel that energy shift in you and they try to figure out what it is. Because now you've taken responsibility for your life. And you walk differently when you say, Every decision that I have made has led me to here. Every decision I make right now is going to lead me to my future. So it's up to me to make these decisions.
0: Exactly. Because you do have to shift into knowing that you have the power to create the life that you want. You have to shift into knowing that you have control to chart your own path. You have to shift into knowing that it may not look like everyone else's and that's okay. Absolutely. You also have to shift into knowing that you are not inadequate because a lot of times we question our self-worth. And that also causes us to stay stuck in these careers or stuck in these boxes in the cages that we created for ourselves. It it takes a, a lot of working on yourself. And that's why sometimes it doesn't happen as fast as We wanted to, but, you know, we're here to let everyone know how we were able to accomplish it. And like I tell people every single day, I am still a work in progress.
1: Absolutely.
0: I'm still working on myself every single day. And I know that you are.
1: Every day. And it looks different. My best looks different every day. Because some days I can really be on top of the world. and Other days I'm like, hold on a second. I'm having major imposter syndrome. Let me sit back here and really focus and take a breath and break through, feel what I need to feel, the nervousness or the apprehension, and then remind myself that I've done difficult things in the past and I can do difficult things again and then say, okay, it's time to move forward.
0: Ooh, and let's talk about the imposter syndrome because that is real and it will come up that minute you get to the point where you're doing something great. Something flashes across your face like the news and tells you that you are not good enough, you are not worthy, you should not be doing this thing. Who wants to listen to you? Who wants to hear from you? Who wants to work with you? And you have to be able to shift and regroup. When I say enter the shift zone, the reason I say necessary mindset shifts and actions is because it's ongoing. We are not perfect. We're putting life together one piece at a time. And life throws curveballs at you. So even when you you get to the point, like me, in the in the coaching and consulting space and you as well, what you're doing with helping the nurses, you may want to at some point make a change to that or, or go in a different direction. And you're still gonna be in that space if you're not careful, where you really need to sit down and, and break out of that fear and go ahead and do it. This is not something that goes away. This is life. And so, you know, it's, it's ongoing and we just have to continue. Every time we get to that point where we need to regroup, we have to continue to enter that zone so that we can get to our version of success.
1: And that's really what it is. What does success look like for you? Because your version of success may not be what your parents had, what your siblings have, what your children may have. It looks different for all of us. We can't measure our own success based on someone else's definition of success. Because this is where we're failing. We are faltering, looking at someone else, thinking, if I can just be where they are, then I'm going to be okay. No, you're not. No, you're not.
0: Or if I can just make more money, then I'm going to be okay. No, you're not, because when I made more money than I've ever made in my life, (laughs) I was not in a good place. And and it's funny that you say, even trying to be your parents' version of success, because I do believe that's a big thing when you've gotten the accolades and the degrees and you've reached that level of success, as far as what other people see, you don't want to let people down. You don't want to step out of their zone of success in order to enter your zone. That's correct. And so you you stay in somebody else's version of success, which is not what, what feels successful to you. My definition of success is waking up every day, happy that you're alive, happy that you're here, happy that you're getting ready to experience the life that you've created for yourself, being at peace with it. That's success, because when you're walking in your purpose, you feel like that, and when you're not, you don't feel like that all
1: right like I said, money only solves money problems so that's all it solve it doesn't solve feelings of inadequacy, it doesn't solve imposter syndrome, it doesn't solve lack of self-worth it only solves money problems and once you realize that oh, okay, so this is where I am and I still don't feel good about myself and I'm still confused and I still feel like I'm a failure, then you realize, okay, money is not the problem. It's it's not me making more money that is going to bring me this level of peace that I'm searching for. It's me understanding that I'm worthy because I'm here.
0: Right, and when you really start walking in your purpose and doing these things that you were afraid to do, have you noticed that the money starts coming? <laughs> You don't have to work as hard for it because when I started doing different things, even though my law practice at that time to me was the best it had been, I feel like I started reaching new levels. When I added the coaching and consulting, I started reaching new levels with my law practice because I was actually walking in my zone of success.
1: It's that zone of genius. It's so interesting. You're trying to reach this and money will come to you when you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. It really does just flow. At one point, you just have to put it off to the side and say, if I didn't get paid for this, would I still want to do it? And all of a sudden you are still getting paid for it for doing the exact thing that you really wanted to do. And people are now searching for you and somebody is referring you and all these things are happening just because you took that one step out of fear and said, I'm still going to do this. And I don't care what anybody else thinks. I know I'm scared to death, but I have to do this. And then you're like, Oh, I'm still here. I was a little sweaty, but I'm still here. I guess I can do it again for another day.
0: And to all the listeners out there, just don't be afraid to make your own way. Just don't be afraid to make your own way. Don't be afraid of change. Don't be afraid of taking control of your life and activating your zone of success because you are the only person who has the power to do that. This is internal work, not external. There's nothing outside of you that can get you to that place where you feel like you're in alignment with what life has for you.
1: And there's so much to life. There is so much more than just putting yourself in a box. My grandmother um, would tell me all the time, you know, get an education so that you don't have to work in the factory. And in my mind, I understood what she was saying. But we all build our own little factories working in these places that don't fulfill us. It can look like an office building. It can be a hospital. We build our own little factories all the time. I understood what she meant. and I said, my goodness. I get it now. I don't want to be boxed in. I can box myself in no matter how much education I have. If I don't recognize when there's more for me to give to the world, as soon as I don't recognize that, well, then I'm boxed in. I might as well work in the factory anyway.
0: Because getting more out of life and getting more out of your career does not equate to getting more certifications or degrees. You can degree yourself to death and not be fulfilled. You could be the most educated person with degrees from the most prestigious universities and programs and still not feel like you are fulfilled. Now, Natasha, we're getting close to the end of the interview, but I want to ask you a couple of questions. And these are questions that I ask all of my guests. The first one is if you would say or name that one thing or one event or one occurrence that pushed you into your zone of success, what would you say it was?
1: I can tell you exactly what it was. I I have several, but the last star was I had worked the whole day and it was 345. So it was about eight hours and forty-five minutes. And I had not had a bathroom break, a lunch break. Any kind of relief. And I told them, I am going home now. And the day was not done. And I literally told God, This is where we've come to. You needed to to put me in this situation for me to be able to venture out and do something else. And that's exactly the day I said, Okay, this is it. There's more for me to give. I can't stay here in this particular factory anymore. There's more for me to give. That was December 5th. I know the day quite well, because that's how profound it was for me. When I said, you know what, God's been talking to me and now he's put me in a position where I have no choice but to speak up for myself. And he's been nudging me little and little and I didn't want to listen and I hear it is. And I'm like, I hear you. I hear you, sir. I, I understand. And from that point on, I moved in a different direction.
0: And it's funny that you say that because I also know my redefining moment. In my life, where I said, you know what, today I have to start making a transition. Now, let me ask you the second question. There are a lot of people that are really trying to refocus because the thing about life is you will find yourself in intervals just completely out of focus. And sometimes you have to be able to switch back. So, if you were giving advice to someone, What are some tips and tools to, you know, get clarity, refocus, just kind of really hone in on their vision and start to get on that journey or that path to their zone of personal and professional success?
1: So you said journaling, which I tell all of my clients to do. And I generally tell them to journal what they do all day, every little piece of it. Because what I find is that Until you see how you spend your time, you will tell me that you do not have any time. So why don't we journal for a week? Don't change anything. Journal for a week exactly how you spend your time. Because for you to become this new person, you have to devote time to yourself. And the first thing you're going to say is, I don't have any time. So assignment number one is always from Sunday to Saturday, I want you to journal everything that you do, how long it took you for breakfast, how long were you checking emails, how long it took you to carpool, all those things. Because when you actually write down exactly what it is that you have done for a week, you will find where you are losing your time.
0: And you know what? It's nothing in the world like looking at your life on paper, looking at your thoughts on paper, and you start saying, is this really me? Yes. Is, is this all that I have going on in my life? Is this the way I feel about my job? <laughs> you know, when you start looking at that and realizing that this is you on paper, this is no, no one else's life but yours, it really makes a difference. And it does open the door for you to be able to gain clarity. Because in order for you to know where you're going, you have to Analyze and be real with yourself about where you're coming from. And at. I am
1: old school and I tell people there's something different about looking at it in your own handwriting. I love technology when it works. When you're doing this kind of self work, go get yourself a 99 cent notebook and use your own handwriting and write it down. There is power in your own handwriting.
0: Especially when you go back and you reflect on it, when you do. Start doing better and you go back and you look and you say, here is where I was a year ago, because sometimes you need that inspiration, especially when you reach that next milestone and you get discouraged about the next thing that's occurring in your life or that next major evolution or transition it's good to go back and look at where you come from and you get to kind of say, hey, I've been here before. I was able to overcome this. I was able to step out of the zone of fear. I was able to have courage. You know, and you can kind of inspire yourself and pat yourself on the back and say, you know what, I got it. So the last question I want to ask you is if you could use one word to describe yourself, what would that one word be and why?
1: (laughs) I love that question because every year I have a word for myself. So, this year, you can't see my uh, board up here, but on my calendar, it says courage because I am courage this year because this was the year where I was going to venture out and fear stopped me not. I was going to get my business up and running and I was going to devote significant time to it. So, I am courage because I look up and I say, Yes, I am courage. These things I'm doing are difficult, but I really can do them. Let me just sit with myself for a moment, feel those feelings, and then get right back to it.
0: Natasha has consistently, and I'm going to tell you from personal knowledge, for the last two years really shown up. And we're talking about a medical provider, an essential worker who has worked through COVID, who has not had the luxury of staying at home, who has still been able to, as a registered nurse anesthesiologist, a very important job, show up in her passion, in her purpose. She was courageous and she was willing to put in the work to make sure that she was able to serve the people that she served and to provide value. Now, Natasha, I want to make sure that the listeners here little bit about your programs. I know that you specifically coach nurses. So before we end the interview, make sure you tell them about your program or, you know, any things that you have coming up that they may be interested in.
1: So uh, the first thing you need to do, if you want to keep up with me is go and sign up for my gem circle club, natashasimonchristie.com. And in there, I send out monthly newsletters. And even though they are specifically for nurses, there are words of encouragement, steps that you can do to block out some of the noise that comes with living in this you know, world that we live in to keep you moving forward.
0: And I know you mentioned the club because I know for a fact that I have some nurses that are listeners. And I wanna make sure that, If they are interested in your programs, that they know where to find information or just kind of get that insight that they need to decide whether or not your programs may be beneficial to them.
1: And I'm on um, Instagram, IG at Dr. Natasha Simon Christie. If you go under that handle, you'll be able to sign up for a one to one consultation. I have pick my brains at about 15 minutes and that will give you an idea of if you and I are going to be a good match. There's tons of information on my IG handle. There's tons of information. If you sign up for the Gem Circle Club, which is free, you can even check me out on my website at natashasimonchristie.com. Follow me for a little bit. If I'm not for you, unfollow. I only want to serve the people who need my help. If I don't mesh with you, don't sit there just cursing me out and say, I don't know why she's saying that. Unfollow me. It is okay. You will not hurt my feelings. Don't spend your time trying to make me fit for you. Let people know that. Don't feel like you went and you looked like, oh, she's not for me. Okay, that's great. I do not want you to waste any precious time on this earth with things that do not serve you. I did it for too long.
0: And that's what this episode is all about. I'm glad you're saying that because you're not for everyone and neither am I. That's a good point to make, to only do things that you feel like fit with you. That is the entire message of this episode Natasha I am so glad that you stepped into the zone with me today I really enjoyed this conversation and I am sure that even though this is your first time entering the zone this will not be your last I can guarantee thank you so much and I really enjoyed it was a
1: pleasure to be here thank you
0: thank you